0: Hello again and thanks for listening today. This is Stepping into Freedom, the podcast about standing fast in the liberty wherewith we have been made free from Alan 5840 in the Book of Mormon. So unfortunately, um, the uh, guest we had planned um, for this episode is not doing well. So um, uh, yeah, please, is, anybody listening to this, uh, keep uh, uh, Kylie Malchus in your prayers, please. She's Needs some um, faith and prayers from as many as she can. And she's uh, not doing well. So uh, we believe in you, Kylie. You can fight through this and your faith can come out strong. Anyways, um, hope that turns out well. But so for this episode, so episode 52 today, um, what I'm going to do in light of conference is get out that conference based episode that I wanted to do this last Sunday. Um, so Anyone who watched it, especially at the end, we have President Nelson, the king of cliffhangers, as I've seen in a meme on Facebook recently, with uh, what he told us about next year in 2020. It's going to be fantastic. Um, can't wait for more. I'm sure they're going to have more details coming out uh, as you know we get closer to that uh, conference six months from now, which is going to be so, so cool. But uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about in this episode tonight is uh, based on a blog entry I actually wrote. Well, the, the idea that I covered in a blog entry, oh, back in 2016, and the, the, I titled it The Savior and hashtag LDSConf, which, I mean, the hashtag has changed because of uh, the focus on, you know, Jesus Christ and the church and the naming and everything. But uh, just kind of, I'm going to go over the, the intro to why... Um, what, what I kind of want the focus to be, it's similar to kind of what well what Elder Holland said in his talk at the beginning, right? For the, the, the conference is focused on our Savior Jesus Christ. And uh, so just at the beginning of this article, what I had written was, uh, upon tweeting about conference uh, on Twitter shortly before the event um, that year, a certain Twitter user retweeted my link about, this was about conference, about my article encouraging others to watch live. That weekend and I had used the phrase feast upon the words of Christ so this guy retweeted retweeted me (laughs) and claiming he said something like the Savior won't even be mentioned and I'm like "Um, okay no that's (laughs) upon looking at his Twitter page to possibly you know deduce a reason why he would say such a thing it became obvious to me that he had once been a member of um, the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints and had defected from it I was now working twice as hard as he could to tear down the church and so um, anyways the first thing I said before I got started with the content of the article I wrote was you know this one's for you retweeter I won't mention who you are because you don't need any more attention than you already have but uh, so anyways I counted the references of uh, yeah, the references to uh, our Lord Jesus Christ that conference and there were well, I, I probably miscounted a little bit because <laughs> how many different titles does he have And I, I just kind of right, I think, searching for, like, Savior, Son, uh, Redeemer, Lord, terms like that, right? Anyways, over 900 references I found in one weekend. <laughs> 100 references alone in President Iring's talk um, back then in April 2016 on, on the Sunday morning. So I am going to use a few quotes I mentioned in that article as well just to kind of give people an idea of, if you really take a look close at our church and about conference, what our focus is there's there's no way that the rational mind can look at this and think we are anything less than obsessed with Christ and one of the, the quotes I take actually says that exact phrase obsessed with him so anyways the first quote is from author or, sorry, excuse me from a religion and philosophy professor at uh, Wabash College uh, I think I pronounced that right I hope I did Stephen H Webb is the professor's name he's not a member of the church this was back in uh, February 2012, and he said, What gives Christianity its identity is its commitment to the divinity of Jesus Christ. And on that ground, uh, replacing a word here because of President Nelson's uh, standards that he, you know, the Lord gave through him, uh, Latter-day Saints, he says, are more Christian than any mainstream Christians who do not take seriously the astounding claim that Jesus is the Son of God. Latter-day Saints, he says, are obsessed with Christ, and everything that that the church teaches is meant to awaken, encourage, and expand faith in him. It adds to the plural but coherent portrait of Jesus that emerges from the four Gospels in a way, I am convinced, that does not significantly damage or deface that portrait. I came to this conclusion when I read through the Book of Women for the first time. Skipping over a bit here, he says, when I actually read this book, I was, uh, however, I was utterly surprised. Uh, and a bit later, he says, there are many characters in this book, uh, but they change as little as the plot. Nobody stands out but him. You know, we talk of Christ, we rejoice of Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, we write according to our prophecies that our children may know to what source they may look for remission of their sins, right? Second Nephi 25, 26. And not just Jesus, he continues, he says a whole gospel, and all of its theological details, right down to the debates about Baptism, about relation of law to grace, relationship of law to grace, and the problem of divine foreknowledge, is taught to the people um, of the new world centuries before Jesus was ever b- even born. So again, this is a non-member saying all this about the doctrines of uh, Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, and he continues further and says, still, the Book of Mormon raises a question for Christians: Can you believe too much about Jesus? Can you go too far in conceiving his glory? Let me answer that question by posing another. Isn't the whole point of affirming his divinity the idea that no one can ever say enough about him? (laughs) And so, I mean, this is a a professor at non-Latter-day Saint college, Christian college nonetheless. Still great. It's all still awesome stuff. And I think of Alma 26 is what I think of, right? Where Alma says, who can glory too much in the Lord? Um... You know, he is. I can't say the smallest part of that which I feel. I think of uh, apologies again for, you know, beat a dead horse with uh, Callister's words here. But I think it's him who said something like, "There's no, there's absolutely no need, and no possible way you could accurately backpedal on anything about how much our church focuses on Christ." And that was totally exactly what happened in General Conference. Everything was focused on Him, even the changes in youth, right? Um, It was made clear that these changes with um, the Young Women's Program, with the um, the, the, uh, Eliminating uh, Young Men's Presidencies, the Bicentennial Announcement, everything is meant to focus on Christ, on bringing people to him, on helping us become like him, and helping strengthen youth and everyone else's testimony in Jesus Christ. I, I know the Bicentennial is going to be amazing, I think, because what is the whole focus? Joseph Smith's vision of God and Jesus Christ, <laughs> the Father and the Son. Um, so, you know, there's anyone who... I, I think, too, if you want someone to really understand how much uh, our prophets today focus on his you know, the glorious reality of our Savior Jesus Christ. You know, have them look, too, by the way, at the March 2008 Enzyme. I don't know how many of you remember that. But uh, that one came out when I was serving as a missionary, and I was in London. I remember the, the bishop in, in the area I was serving in. He's like, elders, he held it up. He held up the, the issue of the Enzyme. He said, you have anyone who doubts the... Christian, the true Christian nature of our church, you show them this, this magazine. And that magazine, interestingly enough, actually was one of the reasons uh, that I was able to come to, sorry, to my own personal testimony of Jesus Christ, of who he is. The, the Holy Ghost used some of the words from that ensign, that that uh, issue, in March 2008. To help me understand in my heart, and in my head, how much we focus on our Savior and Redeemer. Um, yeah, you got, yeah. Got, if you have time, go ahead. Go ahead and look back at that enzyme. It's, I actually have a copy in our apartment that I just I did. I treated it the same way as the standard works. I went through it and over and over and over again, and just marked it up like crazy. And uh, it's, it's got some good stuff written in there. I think I'll maybe go back and take a look at that this week myself if I get a chance. But um, anyways, the next thing funny that I mentioned in this uh, article I'd written was I said, you know, perhaps Mr. Retweeter, from that that, uh, that guy on Twitter, I said, if you were to consider, <laughs> this is funny, if you were to consider your claim that th- that Christ won't be, wouldn't be mentioned from the face value or possibly even just the mood of the word mentioned, which in the American Heritage Dictionary defines, um, this is the fourth edition of that dictionary, defines the, that specific word as the act of referring or uh, to something briefly or casually. You know, I, I said, if you, that, in that sense, you'd be right. Christ is in no way mentioned briefly or casually in the general conference. He is instead glorified, worshipped, and revered in ways you won't see in any other church on earth. <laughs> Um Professor Webb, who I was quoting earlier, seems to agree. He says that uh, Latter-day Saints, he says, uh, are obsessed with Christ and everything that, it, uh, again, everything that it teaches is meant to awaken, encourage, and expand faith in him. So, you know, Joseph Smith, you know, he taught that faith in Christ is the very first principle of the gospel. The prime purpose of missionaries is to invite others to come unto Christ. Um, primary responsibility of the church's prophet is to bear special witness of Christ. Um, Joseph Smith, where he declared the fundamental principles of our religion are the testimony of the apostles and prophets concerning Christ that he died, was buried, and rose again the third day, and all other um, sorry, and, and ascended into heaven. And all other things which pertain to our religion are only appendages to it. Um, you know, Christ has um, as Callister wrote, he has mastered each and every law. He is polylingual. There is no such thing as a foreign language to him. He knows every cure to every virus, every disease, every ailment. He has created worlds without number. Nothing escapes his grasp. Now, the depth of our Savior's atonement, he wrote. There need be no oh, this is where it is. Sorry, yeah. There need, there need be no equivocation, no backpedaling, no apologizing. The atonement is infinite in its depth. Um, of the t- challenges of mortality. Uh, He wrote, the scriptures are replete with evidence that the Savior did not exempt himself from any of these of our our challenges, right? But rather, he faced each of them square on. You know, the entire the the church website has an entire domain subdomain, excuse me JesusChrist.ChurchOfJesusChrist.org And (laughs) you know, I I said to this guy, I said, "Would would you like more? We are so blessed in our day with modern revelation from God that you know, I have more quantity, depth, and and quality of evidence of the love and worship of our Savior in our church that I don't even know what to do with. You know, if he actually meant, you know, if he actually meant the word mentioned to be that he wouldn't even be spoken of in any way in conference, all then my, you know, personal witness would be you are mistaken, sir. <laughs> um. So I personally thought, I mean, we'll, we'll look, we'll think about uh, even Dr. Bednar's talk a lot of it was focused on, you know, be careful of this adversary's influence and be careful of how sly and subtle he is. Um, But then he wraps it right back around to, you know, avoiding the devil's subtlety and focusing on the Savior. Um, Oh, I think it was, which speaker was it? It was, uh, oh, yes, um, Peter M. Johnson, right? He also, first off, talked about the the three Ds of Satan's... uh, horrible, uh, you know, deception, all his, his works of evil, right? Um, talks about his deceptions, his distractions, his discouragement. But again, it goes right back to fighting against those three Ds. One, with love of God, loving Christ, right? With our heart, mind, and strength. Um, two, pray, pray. and he, I love the way he quoted here, he kind of borrowed um, oh, Kevin Pearson's words, every day, every day, every day, right? Pray with all the energy of heart. To be filled with love of... Again, Christ. Um, number three was study and pray, uh, study, read and study the Book of Mormon every day, every day, every day. Four, partake of the sacrament, a reminder of Christ every week, every week, every week. And the uh, yeah, the the sister missionaries in our ward texted me after that uh, part, and they're just like, "Pow!" Every week, every week. I'm like, "Dang, straight." Um, you got uh, Elder Suarez, right? Talking about taking up upon ourselves the crosses um, of our lives shows that we love God in a way in such a way that denies ourselves of all ungodliness. Right? He says he talked about uh, in that talk with Alder Suarez. He said those are who are dealing with you know talked about with singleness, divorce, same gender attraction, any number of uh, you know any number of problems that are hard to do. Right? He says there is always hope through Christ and His plan of happiness. You know, he, he says he talked about that we can't afford to stop trying. To cleanse the inner vessel, and that's what the Savior does. He talked about how the Savior can help us let go of negative feelings about hard doctrines, maybe about hard feelings about unkind people, undeserved trials or circumstances. You know, denying or despising the appetites of the natural man is a way to follow in Christ's footsteps. Because that's exactly what He did. Um, a good follow-up to that, after, right afterwards, was Elder Anderson's talk, right, talking about um, partaking of the divine fruit of the tree. Right, filling our souls with exceedingly great joy. What did Lehi say? I think John. I remember John. By the way, his comments about the tree of life. He he says, oh, well, Lehi didn't say, oh, this was really good fruit. It was the most delicious of all fruit. I don't remember if he used that word or not. But right, And, uh, you know, he talked. Elder Anderson mentioned as well that um, you know he said the adversary's construction crews, speaking figuratively speaking, are or maybe literally in some cases, I don't know, are working overtime, right? They're expanding. They're, I loved his analogy about how they're trying to build over the river and you know just displace everything good in the world. You know, He says, don't let anything, I'm not quoting him, but don't let anything turn you away from the fruit of the, the precious fruit of that tree, right? Um, I love the word when he said to ignore the, quote, internet megaphones of those who yell from that building, that Christ needs to be our focus there, that we hit the fruit of his love, right? Um, just so many things that just we're all about coming to Christ and making sure that um, we're modeling our lives after his avoiding deception and things like that um, I love the analogy of Elder the elder Stevenson made about <laughs> the kids we found this black kitty cat with a white stripe and no that's a deception it's a skunk <laughs> Right, goes on to Moses. Elder Stevenson didn't, you know, his whole, you know, I'm a son of God. Who are you? What do you mean, son of man? I'm a son of God. You have no glory. Who do you think you are? Get out of here! Right, get out of here. You know, God knows. uh, He talked about how God knows the unique difficulties of our day and gives us ways to overcome specific those specific things. You know, the adversary is always pretending to be something he is not. So Christ didn't pretend to be anything. He was who he said he was. And uh, he offers us things that Satan can never give us. I remember a talk a while back, a few years ago from a member in our ward. It was a shout-out to Jeff Woolley. Uh, He gave a talk talk mentioning that Satan is actually, interestingly enough, the most most supremely disloyal master. (laughs) And that Christ is the most loyal master we could ever have, right? He gives all of his promises, complete, you know, he fulfills them to t, the like every single bit of every one of them um i'm thinking about uh as well about the huge call of repentance i had from mark l pace uh about come follow me and i i'm not gonna lie i have been <laughs> i have been slacking on that this year i have i'm guilty as charged on that so um, been more, much more determined to get into that more before the year's out. Uh, I was gonna be like, oh, okay, we'll I'll get into more with it with the Book of Mormon next year because I love that book anyways. And, and then he talked, and I'm like, mm, nope, stop putting it off. Uh, who who else? I don't remember who else was it in conference? Somebody else had mentioned, you know, stop saying, oh, I'll do it in a minute, because how many of us think, well, we'll do it in a minute, and then we go, oh, let me check my Facebook, and I forget who was talking about that. But I love that part because he called me to repentance, and I knew I needed to hear that. He's like, stop saying, oh, just a minute, just five minutes. No, no, do it now. So I'm like, okay. I just thought, I will fix that now. Tomorrow I'm going to get into Come Follow Me. And so I did yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I remembered why, you know, it's, uh, I understand more and the more you do it, right, why everybody is just, oh, I love this Come Follow Me thing. In fact, if you listen to, I think it's episode 16, Tammy Tar talked about how much it's been making a difference for her in that episode. Uh, good friend of ours, she just, yeah, there's so many people saying how wonderful it is I'm like, I'm missing out (laughs) because I haven't been doing it like I should, so I'm going to repent on that one. Um, Just so many things that point our souls to Jesus Christ and um, last thing I think I'll mention here before I wrap up is uh, Daryl G. Renlund. Man, I... I have experience from addiction recovery on what it really looks like to those who those of us who have been felt like we're trapped in sinful behavior or bad habits whether they be addic- you know quote-unquote addictions or not i know what it's like to have the natural man just you know, and, and the adversary you know just having all these ideas of oh well you know if you just Proverbially speaking, you know, I'm thinking of when he, Mandela, Elder Renlund talked about burying our weapons so that the handle's not sticking out, right? I'm thinking of, you know, how many times did I proverbially, in my addiction, get to the point where I was like, oh man, I, I know I shouldn't have been doing this, but then there's a little part in the back of my head that's like, okay, so maybe just tell your wife or tell your bishop that you did this, and then just, you know what? Don't delete your browser history. In the, in the rationalization that the adversary put in my mind sometimes in that respect sometimes would be oh well if you delete your browser history that means you're trying to hide something so just leave it there and and there's a, that little thing in the back of your head that says because oh, goku by the way because then you can access City easier later if you really want to and you know in my in my conscious mind i'm like no i don't want to right you don't want to go back to that crap but then the adversary just says well you know, he uses these those rationalizations and in my mind that would be kind of equivalent to Um, Making sure the handle is buried, but just brushing away enough of the ground, maybe the dirt around it, right? that you can still see the very bottom flat surface of it. Oh, okay, well I still know where it is, right? Every little tiny, you know, distraction, rationalization he can get you to use. I know firsthand how subtle and sly he is. He can try and get you to think of quote-unquote good reasons to do something that you know, for you at least, Or, in that case, for me, what is going to make you weak to falling back into bad habits or continuing bad habits, whatever it is? So, Elder Renlin's talk for me was especially poignant because, you know, don't give yourself any reason to go back or to continue um, bad habits. I think of what Elder Holland said a few conferences back where he says, uh, he said, basically, when you abandon the face of sin and run away, like. Um, was it Joseph in Egypt who ran away from Pharaoh's daughter? I think that was the one. I might be wrong there. But when he ran away from Pharaoh's daughter, um, when you run away from sin the way he ran away from Pharaoh's daughter, don't leave a forwarding address so it can find you again. You know, what um, was the talk at this last conference, uh, this last weekend, where he said, uh, toss your weapons of rebellion so far out there into the churning waters of that waterfall, or however he said that, that they are completely unrecoverable. And sometimes in real life what that means for us is dang it doing things that are just uncomfortable and scary sometimes cuz a lot of the time the little pieces of I've noticed of our sins that we just you know that, that are have become so ingrained in our lives even little things that are we know are wrong have become so ingrained in I think sometimes in our daily habits that Really getting rid of them totally is going to mean, and it has some points for me, it's going to mean, you know, abandoning some things that aren't bad, but that have become a means of us, you know, being weak to those sins and weaknesses. Um, Even as, like, what do you do, like, when you get, like, a drug addict, right? When you say, I get someone who's addicted to drugs and dealing and stuff like that, what do you tell them? Move. You tell them to abandon the entire life they have where they are move somewhere else get away from the people who are going to involve them in that and start life as a whole all over like that's a pretty huge change and obviously not everything we make it's going to involve oh, okay move away make new friends i mean because some things are just everywhere no matter where you go the temptations are going to be there but that talk was just especially good to me about renlin because it was like i am the one about tossing our weapons and like, you know, getting rid of our sins, and, in, 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 proverbially, in the waterfall so they aren't recoverable. You know, how far are we willing to go and how, how far should we be willing to go um, to have that change of heart that all these changes President Nelson and the First Presidency and the Apostles are asking us to make? How far are we willing to go to make them? To make sure that our hearts change with the Lord and His, His plan for this earth, right? Um, I remember some conversations I've read where the idea was this Earth one day is going to be celestialized. Stay with the Earth, change with it as the Lord changes it. Because if you don't change with the Earth as it you know, progresses towards celestialization, you won't be able to stay with the Earth. So stay with the Earth. You know that whole idea just you know expresses the urgency that I'm sure President Nelson has been trying over and over to get us to do what's that time is running out thing right <laughs> oh boy is it ever so just you know i wanted to give a bunch of ways tonight that we can really focus on understanding how much closer to our loving and eternally wonderful savior how much prophets they're just begging us to do that i for one plan on doing better and i don't just plan on it I know what I'm going to do better, and hopefully, over the next few episodes, next month or so, um, maybe I'll be able to tie some of those into those conversations with some of the next uh, guests we have. Got a lot of amazing people coming up, by the way, so uh, tune in the next few weeks and throughout October, November. Just, I am so excited for what's coming up. But uh, yeah, to wrap up, focus on Christ, realize that no matter how tough or hard or Scary some of the things that prophets are saying, no matter how bad those things may feel to us at some point in our unique circumstances, their intent, I know. I know with all of my heart and soul, their intent is to make us happy by bringing us to Christ. I know this. No matter what anybody else says, I feel that from them, and I know that the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is behind everything they say. as is our loving Savior Jesus Christ. I know he lives, and I know that he runs this church. Um, So, and I bear that witness in Christ's name. Amen. So, thanks for listening today, everyone. Uh, In the next episode, we have Randall McNeely talking about consistency and paying it forward. He is a singer-songwriter and has written several patriotic songs, children's songs, multiple religious hymns. Most well-known for... Um, oh Jesus Savior of Mankind uh, which won a special recognition award in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints 2008 music submission contest which is pretty awesome so he and his two daughters have also recorded and released children's uh, the children's song Everybody Speaks Smile so can't wait for that he's got a lot of good stuff going on if you have any questions about this episode or if you are someone you know would like to participate in an episode uh, wanted a certain topic to discussed, please feel free to email me at thepulsifier at gmail.com also, please go uh, click that follow link on paulpulsifer.podomatic.com subscribe on any of the platforms there. Um, there's quite a bit of them now. Um, I forget what the names of them. I think that I'm also on uh, this podcast on iHeartRadio and oh, Radio Public and a few other things like that. Anyways, if you found something specifically useful in this episode, please let others know how much you enjoyed it and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Those reviews are quite helpful. Um, so have a great day, everyone, and remember to stand steadfastly in the freedom God gave us. Including what the freedom we gained from council at conference this weekend. Because their conference their excuse me, their council well, will truly help set us free alongside Christ. It will if we apply it. Until next time, this is Paul Pulsifer.